0: Well, what we're going to do this evening is look at the topic, um, uh, which we'll look at in a moment. Then uh, I'll give some time for discussion around tables. There'll be some starter questions to get discussion going. Then I'll say a bit again. We'll do this in three sections. We'll go back and forth, um, and uh, then I'll round off and uh, leave you to continue chatting around tables if you want to. Somewhere in the middle of all that, we'll share some baked potatoes. Um, We'll find an appropriate point. Uh, to stop and do that together. My note frozen. Okay. Well, the question that we've got this evening is Are Christians hypocrites? That's basically the question. Our church is full of hypocrites. And uh, I want to give you what I hope is three surprising uh, answers this evening. Um, I think hopefully they'll surprise you, or hopefully they'll surprise our friends. Uh, first answer, I want to say yes. Our is yes. Are churches full of hypocrites? Well, yes. I actually, I've been around churches quite a long time, uh, I have found over the, uh, the years you do find that there are uh, hypocrites inside churches. By hypocrite, we mean somebody who says one thing and does another, who preaches one thing and practices something else. And actually, you do find people like that in churches. But also, I would want to say that with that, it's surprising, isn't it, that we actually find them in all areas of life. Uh, So for example, if we were looking at the sporting world, uh, we might want to talk about Lance Armstrong. I don't know if you remember, he was uh, a cyclist and was quite vocal about being anti-drugs, anti-doping, and yet, actually, he was doing it the whole time. Or other people in the sporting world, this is Ben Johnson, who was a sprinter in the eighties. Um, he again was very vocal about not doing drugs, etc., and yet he had his Olympic medal taken away from him uh, because he was doing drugs the whole time. He was uh, doping. The whole of the West, no, East, right? East German uh, team during the nineteen eighties. It's now known were taking part in doping all the time while saying that they weren't. And Russia is currently banned from Olympics uh, because they've also been involved uh, with doping. And giving their uh, athletes steroids. So actually we can see that, you know, we see these sorts of things in all different aspects of the sporting world, all about the world of politics. Mm. Well, you see all the time, don't you, people who stand up and they say, I remember uh, in the 1990s, the Back to Basics campaign um, that John Major ran, and all the time he was having an affair with Edwina Curry. Uh, We know that politicians Uh, talk about, for a long while they were talking about uh, austerity and and saving money, uh, whilst all the time making quite large claims on their expenses that they they shouldn't have done. Even in the world of politics, we see uh, hypocrisy, don't we? We see these things uh, that should not be. And we see it in all sorts of different areas of life. Uh, We see it in environmentalism. I don't know if you saw the... uh, 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 what was it called? Not the Co- well, we do not have the COP27 a while ago, didn't we? We had Davros. Uh, not Davros, that's the Buddy out. <laughs> I always get this wrong. Davros is the Buddy out of, of Doctor Who. <laughs> um, Davos, uh, I think, is the place where they uh, they gather in Switzerland. Uh, easy to get those two uh, mixed up. But um, you have 3,000 delegates. Uh, the conclusion was that we need to produce less carbon emissions by traveling less. Uh, using electric vehicles and avoiding air travel, uh, except that many of them, as were filmed, came on private jets And um, to that. I saw an interview uh, that week with Bill Gates, who's a big supporter of the agenda, explaining that actually he had one of the largest carbon footprints of anybody in the world. What's the point I'm making there? Our Are churches full of hypocrites? Well, yes, they are, but then so are all organisations, so are all spheres of life. They're full of hypocrites because they're full of human beings. And human beings, wherever you find them, have a tendency to hypocrisy. In small part or in large. It really came home to me when I became a parent. And suddenly you have to give commands, don't you? You have to actually say things, you know. Uh, brush your teeth for two minutes every day. Make sure that your room is tidy. Right? My boys pick me up we have a thing in our house. Uh, we, we During lockdown we looked at Matthew's gospel And uh, we talked about you know removing the speck out of your, own, your plank out of your own eye Before you remove the speck out of the others So now we just shout plank at each other uh, When things like that happen You know When we say no, 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 you can't have more than one slice of cake That would be greedy And then what do I do? Can any of us say that we've lived up to the standards that we hold others to? Can any of us say that we don't do the very things that we disapprove of? I'm always moaning about the traffic in Otley. I don't know if you've had the same moans. It's terrible, isn't it, traffic in Otley? Except that I moan about it while I'm sat in my car in the traffic. I say in the traffic, but actually I am the traffic. I'm sorry, I'm moaning about how many cars are on the road while sat in a car on the road. It's not irony, it's hypocrisy. And we may not be Lance Armstrong or Bill Gates But we all have that tendency, don't we? To do away with hypocrisy in the church, in one sense, we'd have to do away with people. Now, religious organisations can be worse for it, as we'll see in our second point, but for now, can we see that this is not a problem that's isolated to one particular group? Actually, all of us can struggle in this area. Now, I've got some discussion questions to go around tables, just to get you chatting. Can you think of any famous examples of hypocrisy? And why do you think hypocrisy is so tempting to people, even though we all claim to hate it? Just, thanks, Mike. So the first answer, the first answer was yes, because we're human beings. And the second one, that's slightly it, yes, because religious organisations can become hives of hypocrisy. Having said that every area of human life has hypocrites, I don't think it's unfair to say that religious organisations can be worse Jesus Christ, who Christians follow, preached more vehemently against hypocrisy than any other matter. And churches would do well to remember this, wouldn't we? Jesus hung around with people that would mostly never be seen uh, seen dead in most of our churches. And he criticised the religious types of his day for their hypocrisy. That's one of the reasons they were so keen on putting him to death. Listen to how he talks to them. This is uh, reading from, uh, oh, I read from Matthew. I read it to you. Matthew 25, 23 to 28. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides, straining out a gnat and swallowing a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are cle- you clean the outside of the cup and the plates, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the plates, that the outside also may be clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within they are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. So also you outwardly appear righteous to others that within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Wow, Jesus doesn't pull his punches there, does he? But it shows you, doesn't he, the fact that he's having to talk this way to this group, this religious group, the Pharisees, shows you that even in Jesus' day, religion attracted hypocrites. There was a respectable veneer to religion that meant that you could look very respectable by being religious. And it meant then that you looked down on people Who weren't as observant as you. But Jesus calls out these people as hypocrites. And he calls it to their face, doesn't he? He's not afraid to talk to them honestly. There's no hypocrisy with Jesus saying one thing to them and then saying something else behind their back. No, Jesus says it right to them. And Jesus spends far more time in the Gospels condemning hypocrisy than he does any other sin. The Sermon on the Mount is full of it. If you go back through... It's mentioned four times in four different areas, the idea of hypocrisy, in prayer, in fasting, in giving to charity, in finding fault in others. In many ways, the Sermon on the Mount is directed at the very people that Jesus is speaking to here. And a follower of Jesus, the Apostle Paul, does it later in a letter that he wrote to the community in Rome. It was in the reading that we had just before. Paul here masterfully lures his religious leaders uh, religious readers, sorry. In listing off all these bad things that these awful unreligious people do. It's as if he's saying they've got such low standards. They even approve of such things. The day comes the sucker punch. So religious people, you have no excuse before God. You've got higher standards, great. The problem is that you do the same thing. You disapprove of these things, but actually, really, that just makes you guiltier. Because you know they're wrong, you think they're wrong, and you do them anyway. Higher standards, bigger fall, bigger failure. We're not judged on how high our standards are, says Paul, but what we actually do. And that puts all of us in the same boat. None of us manage to meet even our own standards if we're being brutally honest. All of us fall short, which is where Paul will get to in that very passage. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But however high their standards, God's standards, if you think about it, would be even higher, wouldn't they? But these guys really, they're not looking to God's standards. They've got their own rules that they've sort of brought down to themselves. So now they compare themselves with other people. That's what they do. I'm not like those people. I would never do that sometimes people like reading those shocking stories of crime and and serial killers because actually it makes people feel good about themselves I'm not perfect but man I'm not like them looking down on others made these Pharisees feel better about themselves but in both these writings they were hypocrites they did the very same things just in different ways they weren't murderers no But then again, it was the Pharisees, really, that got Jesus put to death. They allowed a veneer of religion and this respectability to allow them to do the very things that they claimed to hate. So really, they they were hypocrites within that. So let's uh, have a look at some questions to think about that. Why do you think churches and religious organisations are prone to hypocrisy? I'm sure that we've met hypocrites over the years. Why do people look down on people with lower or different standards of morality? What's the matter? Okay, guys, do uh, do keep eating. But we'll move on to the third section. So uh, I'm sure you can multitask and listen and eat at the same time. My uh, notepad is frozen again. But we're going to move on uh, now to the last uh, of our, our three surprising answers. And uh, the last one, that we're going to look at, our church is full of hypocrites. Well, surprising answer number three, there shouldn't be. And we're just going to look, I'm just giving you three reasons why it shouldn't be the case that churches are full of hypocrites. And the first reason is that Jesus didn't want people to be religious. We said that in the second point, religious organisations can uh, be a problem but Jesus' followers in Jesus' day were actually criticised for not being religious enough. They were told that they didn't fast enough, that's not when you don't eat food. They were told that they didn't do enough ritual hand washings. They were was criticised for not following all the rules and traditions that have become attached to Judaism over the years. And when the early church started to meet, they did away with priests, with holy buildings, they met in homes or in higher halls. They did away with animal sacrifices, long prayers, the list goes on. Jesus didn't want his followers to be religious. He wanted them to be real. Mm. And much of what we think of as Christianity as a religion have actually been reattached, really, or attached since those days, the priests and the special clothes and the special days and the special places. And those sorts of things can breed the attitudes that we're talking about pretending to be somebody else. That was not Jesus' intention. So, church, in one sense, should not be a religious place. So, that danger is uh, being external. Well, in theory, that should be less, shouldn't it? Because it's about what's going on inside, if we go by what Jesus said. So, that's the first reason that actually there shouldn't be. And then, second, as well, the good news that Christians believe and that we teach includes the fact that we all fail. The Bible teaches that all of us fail, all of us fall short, all of us are, as the Bible puts it, sinners. All of us need forgiveness, all of us need Jesus daily. <coughs> and the same things like that is really unpopular nowadays, you can't tell people that they're wrong. But what happens if we miss that out of what we talk about at church? Well the danger is that we all think that we're right. We think that we're supposed to be all right, and then the pressure is to be all right, to look the past, to appear good and moral and holy. But the Bible says that we're not all right. And if we acknowledge that, that all of us are in the same boat, it puts us on a level playing field. Someone once said that Christians are spiritual beggars, showing other beggars where there's bread. That's so what we do, beggars showing other beggars where there's bread. Now that might not be very PC to say that we're all beggars, but that mindset will keep us from fire, won't it? It's not about being something that we're not, it's about coming to Christ for all that we need. And that will keep us away from hypocrisy. If all of us fail morally, and we acknowledge that properly, then there should be no room for religious hypocrisy, because we're doing exactly what we say. We are who we say. So that's another reason why, actually, churches shouldn't be, because actually the message that we preach says... That we're not perfect. And then thirdly, Jesus, the one Christians follow, was no hypocrite. The one that we're actually wanting to be like, the one that we're changing into as Christians, was not a hypocrite. Let me just give you one example. I could give you hundreds. Jesus taught love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Now that is incredibly hard to do, isn't it? To love those who don't love you. But Jesus, when he was hung on the cross by Roman soldiers, said this, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now that is love for your enemies, isn't it? That is practising what you preach. I imagine the other people crucified with Jesus at the same time had some words for the Roman soldiers. But I doubt that they would be words of forgiveness as Jesus spoke. Jesus taught his disciples to love and forgive their enemies. And that's just what Jesus did. But more than that, the very act of going to the cross was an act motivated by love for his enemies. Love to the loveless shown. Love for, dare I say it, even people who are hypocrites. The Bible teaches that when Jesus died on the cross, he took on himself the sins of many. All our failures, all our falling short, even our hypocrisies that so displease God. He took them on the cross and he died with them. He died for his enemies to make them his friends. So that what separates us from God could be done away with. Jesus loved his enemies so much that he died for them. So he was no hypocrite. But it means then for us, whoever we are this evening, even if we've been pretending, Even if we've been wearing a mask and pretending to be better than we are, there is still hope. There is still a welcome if we will come to Jesus. That doesn't mean hypocrisy is okay, far from it. But it is forgivable. Have you been forgiven? Not just for your hypocrisy, but for all your falling short. Well, Jesus bids us come take off the mask to come to him as we are, and to put our trust in him. So let me just give you some questions to discuss around tables for that last point. There we go. Why don't people like to admit that they're in the wrong? That's the first question, and then second, what do you make of the claim that all of us fall into that category? Okay guys, it's just after, just after six o'clock, which is when I advertise that we finish. But do feel free to keep discussing, keep eating, and hope to see you all at the quiz.